Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your boy, Stevie Jobber. And it's your boy, Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. On the second take. Oh, that was just about to say. I was just about to say. That was definitely the first take. That was definitely the first take I did, and I got it right on the first take, because I get it right every time on the first take. Always. Always. Definitely. Uh, (laughs) Welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, man. Uh, We got a lot to get into without further ado before... We get into everything. Make sure you follow us on all social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram. We have two different Instagrams, one for the Jobbers Pod, one for the website. Follow us on both of those. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, um, anywhere podcasts can be listened to. Mm -hmm. Uh, And after that, guys, listen for the wrestler of the pod for this pod. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So I'm going to take the wrestler of the pod on this one. And the wrestler of the pod this week is Jake Lee, uh, currently signed to All Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, This is quite a, he's a relatively young guy, but he's a former Triple Crown Heavyweight Champion for All Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was 2021's Outstanding Wrestler of the Year for Tokyo Sports. And he was number 46 on the PWI Top 500 for 2021. Nice. So Jake Lee, he's not an American as as his may as his name may appear to be. He's a Japanese wrestler, but you definitely should still check him out because he's quite a talent if you haven't checked him out. Okay, nice. Jake Lee. Looking good. Okay, 33 years old. Yeah, so. Six, three, two, three. Yes, he's still relatively young. Yeah. He's got a lot of other accolades on there too, but those are just some, those are just some of the more recent ones. So if you need if you haven't seen him or heard of him, you should check him out because he's kind of the total package. All right, man. I like it. All right. So with the wrestler of the pod being knocked out of the way, uh, let's jump right into We'll jump into the small news for kind of kind of small news for the indies. Um, Ring of Honor is starting up their Hall of Fame very soon. And their first inductees into the Hall of Fame is none other than the Briscoes. Mm-hmm. No uh, other choice. Well, uh... I mean, for your first and for your first people that you're inducting, in my opinion, there's no other choice. Okay. I mean, there's obviously people you can have in your first class. Oh, but but as a first choice, period. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Especially since they're the they're the inaugural inductees. They've been there since day one with Mm -hmm. ROH and have never gone to another company as full timers. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. I mean, I dig it. I can't wait to see who else gets in the class because there's so many stars of today that made their name, made their mark in ROH. So it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see that ROH now has a Hall of Fame. It's kind of it's probably gonna feel like a true Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you think about it, like it's gonna feel like this is 
the Hall of Fame of like all the people that are just really good that don't get their due. Because mm-hmm. um, I could see quite a few people going in the ROH Hall of Fame. Um, far more credited than probably the Impact Hall of Fame. Um, I see Samoa Joe. Yes. Uh, I see, I, I mean, I don't think they'll do it till after he retires, but I could see Seth. I could see uh, Daniel. I could see Punk, of course. Uh, who else? Uh, Nigel McGinnis. Yeah. I, I, I would think he, I would have thought he would have been like the first name. Yeah. Yeah. Father of ROH, Jay Lethal, of course, is going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who, as far as tag teams, probably the Bucks, but I mean, that's later. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, this is a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of names. A lot of people who come from ROH that are some of the absolute best, probably Owens and, and, and uh, El Generico, mm-hmm. or Steen and El Generico. Cesaro. Cesaro. It's a lot of good names. I mean, I, I'm excited for it. I feel like ROH is going to be a, a probably a, a, a more efficient Hall of Fame class than WWE's. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a Hall of Fame that more fans could be inclined to enjoy, especially the younger fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like your 50-somethings are not going to pro- are probably not going to be too into this Hall of Fame, but, you know, your, your 30-somethings, your 20-somethings, e- even your early 40-somethings, they'll pro- probably get into this Hall of Fame. Do you know if NWA has a Hall of Fame? You don't hear much about it if they do. I would sure hope they do. Uh, okay. I was, they they do, but I don't. I was know. gonna say I, I would sure hope they do because I, I I would think Rick's in their Hall of Fame and Dusty's in their Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't know who's. Uh, I don't think they've done it in a lot of years. Hold on. Yeah, they stopped doing it in in 2015, and they only do one person per year. Yeah, I, I could see that. Mm. ROH probably won't do a lot either because, you know, WWE normally does like seven, seven or eight, something like that. Yeah. I I could see ROH probably going with like four or five. Yeah. Even three would be acceptable. Yeah. I mean, this year too, because you got the Briscoes and they're a tag team. So you could probably do the Briscoes and like two other people. I'm sure Punk would do it. I'm sure Punk would do it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Punk's got, he, he has nothing but good things to say about ROH. Yeah, you could probably get the Briscoes, Punk, and somebody else. I I, I'd go Nigel. Yeah, yeah. Man. I'd go I Nigel. Mean, I don't know if WWE's going to let him go down there, but yeah. I mean, now they don't care, right? They, they yeah, probably let him go down. especially with that, you know, that revolving door. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's the small news for ROH, the Briscoes, the inaugural inductees into their Hall of Fame. Um. And so with that, we're going to segue right over to uh, Impact. And speaking of somebody who should be in some type of Hall of Fame, just because of, you know, his stability of how he worked and his training abilities and what have you, Mm -hmm. Lance Storm has officially signed with Impact Wrestling as a producer and a coach. That's awesome. For real, right? Seriously. Like, that's, that's incredible. 
that's one of the um that's one of the great coaches of today mm-hmm. uh and there's only a handful of them but a lot a lot of the women uh in wwe have to give credit to lance storm for their training lance mm-hmm. has trained so many good people um yeah people of today and yesterday so it's awesome to see and lance is a is an uncredited talent uh, all mm-hmm. on his own because all the other Canadians, <laughs> all the other Canadians have sucked all the all the all the spotlight from from Landstorm. But it's funny because if you talk to any of the Canadians from the '90s or the 2000s, um, they can't not bring up Landstorm. Yeah, he's like weaved into all of their success stories. So mm-hmm. he's another one of them. He's like a he's like a William Regal. Um, yeah. He's just he's he's not talked about enough for for how much he does for the industry. So very good for Lance Storm. Yeah, I'll, I'll put him up there with people like you know Regal, Fit Finley, mm-hmm. Al Snow. He he's mm-hmm. like in those group of guys who they didn't get enough credit when they were a talent, whether it be because you know they weren't seen as stars or they just weren't seen as being marketable. Mm. but they've in the later ends of their career after they're done wrestling they've done great things as far as coaching developing even creating you know just anything like al snow does great stuff with obw now lance storm is a new producer and coach fit finley was a talent guy for a long time regal was a talent guy and an on-screen authority figure yeah and and (laughs) I, I totally forgot this, but I'm sure it's in one of Edge's stories. You know, he was trained by Stu Hart as well. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's a he's in a class, man. He's in a, yeah, he, he's in a class on his own. Yeah, he he's a he's a Hart Dungeon alum. So, very good credit to him. I'm glad he got the job. It's gonna be cool to see who else he trains in the in the next few years. Yeah, and, he, and he's got some great talent to work with an Impact. Uh, talking about some of that great talent, the Digital Media Championship was just put on the line. Oh, man. Um, between Jordan Grace and Matt Cardona. Yeah, straight and, one-on-one, man. Mixed gender. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, a, it was a good match. It, it, it exceeded my expectations. I am highly upset because i'm a big fan of jordan grace and i have to i have to go back and watch the match i i I unfortunately i totally forgot the day that it happened and didn't remember until like uh 11 o'clock that it was on so i totally missed the show um so i gotta go back and watch it because two amazing things happened that are gonna lead to some amazing things in the future but i missed the title change and uh i was upset about it because i just i just saw on social media that he won and i was like oh my god what the hell? uh i'm happy for him but i'm 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 unhappy because i i won uh i didn't get to see the match mm-hmm. so i gotta go back and watch it and two yeah, because jordan grace lost and I'm yeah. never happy about that. But it is, I am happy because it's kind of a full circle story for Lance Storm, right? For Lance Storm? With the, uh, with the uh, not, why did I just say Lance Storm? Because we were just talking about Lance Storm. Um, for Matt Cordona because of the uh, the internet championship. Yeah. And I think that's why they did it. And it was good. It was a good storytelling. If you don't mind me spoiling it. Go ahead, man. 
We know who um, won. Yeah, we know who won. So it 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 kind of was a good match. You know, they had, they did, they did the handshake. They showed good sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. A lot of back and forth. Um, Matt got some offense in. Jordan got some offense in. Uh, the match ended with some sneaky tactics because when Jordan Grace tried to go do that move outside the ring, like through the ropes, mm-hmm. Card- Cardona pulled up the chair and she dove right into the chair. Mm. And then he came back in the ring. I-, I forget what he calls his move now, but he hit her with the um, the hype rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how he got the victory. So I could see this turning into either an intergender tag match or just, you know, a match between him and uh, Jonathan Grisham. Mm. I could see it going either one of those two ways. Right, 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 because Chelsea Green's also there. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and now you got Grisham over there with his girl. That's true. So mm. it, could, it, could, it could either go the tag team match route or it could just go straight up one-on-one Grisham and uh, mm-hmm. Cardona. I could see that. I could see a winner take all uh a winner take all match. Or a that, nice uh or a nice was, tag title for title. I was gonna say if we go winner takes all, then I'm I'm going Gresham. Mm-hmm. I'm not as much as I love Cardona and what he's doing right now. Yeah, he's still coming up. Yeah, I, no, not even that. I'm not putting the ROH world title on him. Yeah, no, no. Especially when we're when ROH is still in limbo. Yeah, but it'd be a, it'd be a nice little uh, it'd be a nice little build up though. Something yeah. you know, something to get them by. Uh, unless they hold that off until ROH has their comeback show, and then um, you have card um, and then you have Cardona win. Mm. Maybe then, but that would be a massive win for Cardona though. Yeah, I don't know if he's ready for that. I'd give him this year to win as many undercard titles as possible before you give him like a world title and yeah before i give him a world title let him establish the mid-card success that he never got first and then give him that world title holding the intercontinental title for two days is not conquering (laughs) i was gonna say i was gonna say he got it for two days yeah two days is not conquering the mid-card the mid-card division uh, so he needs that time. He needs that. Like the GCW title was a great start. The mm-hmm. digital media title is a is a great full circle thing because he he was the first person to really make an internet championship. But I think give him a couple more. Give him a couple more or a really long run with this title before we give him a world title because his mic skills are there, his in ring is there. It's just the the build up to yeah he just got to put in the work yeah yeah i agree i agree let, let him put in the work before he goes conquering actual heavyweight divisions exactly but i'm glad he's being thrown in the rotation of title matches though yeah especially with quality people quality quality people yeah well speaking of conquering mm-hmm. um there's been, I don't know if the listeners have seen this. I don't know if you've seen it. You might have seen this, but there's a certain club conquering, uh, trying to conquer impact right now. Mm. I was also very upset that I wasn't here to see this. Yeah. yeah apparently, 
um, the club is in impact like a hundred percent. Well, not a hundred percent, but the the, oh, the oh, big oh, three oh. are there. The big three oh, are there. Well, the big what, what did you just call them? The the big three. No, no, no. Before that, the, the club. We're, no, this ain't the club. We ain't in this WWE. Is... We're not the, in WWE terms. Call them what they are. They are uh, 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 too sweet. Is that? No, 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 no. No, no, cease, no cease and desist. No. What? Uh, hey, the name. The the Japanese club. That's what it is. Oh, no. That's, look, the, see, here, the, here we go. What's their name? The Bullet Club. There you go. The Bullet Club is in Impact, and they are uh, very prominent, apparently. I was mad I didn't get to see it. It's the first time. And it's just the big three. It's Jay White and the Gorillas of Destiny. Yes. Uh, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa. Man, so yeah, very disappointed I didn't get to see the whole crew together. But, I mean, I'm sure I'll I'll be getting the pay-per-view i'm not gonna lie i have a bit of a confession to make Mm -hmm. i've been wanting for about a year and a half or two years to get the tamatonga figure once i seen him pop up an impact i finally pulled the trigger and bought the tamatonga figure well now would be the time right (laughs) yeah (laughs) because it's i'm sure it's about to skyrocket after this i know and i'm tempted to get two more just to just to make a quick, just to make a quick flip. Mm-hmm. No, but yeah. So, God is in impact with Jay White and Chris Bay, and Scott Demore decided to give the fans even more. So now at No Surrender, we have two matches. It's gonna be Jay White versus Eric Young, mm. and it's gonna be the Gorillas versus the Good Brothers for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. I'm here for it. Talk about a fucking dream match. Uh, The first team of Bullet Club versus their reigning and defending champions. Arguably the two best teams from Bullet Club. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if it's arguable. Yeah. Like, and and I'm pretty sure I booked this before, like, either on the podcast or to you or maybe it was just in my head i think but it was like have, fantasy booking if you if but, you guys go to the dangerous jobbers website i think we have the article it was a fantasy booking and we had you i think you did have the good the good brothers versus uh the gorillas of destiny and, and if it wasn't exactly those two teams it was in some capacity mm. something where tama tonga is with carl anderson and mm. they just get to go at each other on the mic yeah, man. Because those two are, are the two best talkers that Bullet Club has had. And and you can quote me on oh, you can quote me on that. You can at me. You can DM me. Hashtag let's talk about it. Nobody was when Bullet Club was at its prime, nobody was competing with Carl Anderson on the mic. And nobody and very few people now can compete with Tama Tonga on the mic. Mm-hmm. So that that right or there on the itself. Internet. Like this, yeah. Like it just—it just gives me goosebumps, man. Like <laughs> I'm excited. I'm here for it. I'm more excited for that tag team match than I am any match right now, in any company. Well, let's talk about Jay White getting the leader of Violent by Design, Eric Young. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for that too. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just more excited for the tag match. This is my fantasy coming to life right here when it comes to this. Mm. But yeah, Jay White and uh, Eric Young is definitely going to be a great match because stylistically they they wrestle two different ways. Mm-hmm. But if they do it the right way, it can make for compelling a compelling match. And with the charisma of Eric Young, mm-hmm. they're going to make it a great match. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of great storytelling, and I and, and I, I I believe EY is going to lead the dance when it comes to the storytelling. And I think it's uh. It's going to be EY's first big match since, like, Eddie Edwards. Yeah, like, since he, like, his first, like, his biggest match since he came back to Impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he did win the title when he came, when he first came back. But since, yeah, but that that's what I mean. Since they made Violent by Design, he hasn't really gotten super big matches. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely going to be the, the biggest one since he made the new faction. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. But it's still going to be good. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. That, that alone. Impact has just been doing really, really great things. Mm-hmm. Really great things since, since like, the anniversary of, like, two years ago. They've just yeah. been on a roll. Like, they've had their down spots, but their down spots haven't been nearly as bad as their down spots in years previous. Not at all. Not like, at all. Like their their dry stretches now aren't as long as their dry stretches before. Like their dry mm-hmm. stretches used to go a year, mm-hmm. a year and some change. Now their dry stretches go like maybe two months. If now, that. now I'm just hoping that um there's more uh TV exposure, like app exposure, because I think that's what uh I think that's what they really need. I think that's what impact that's what could push impact back to the status that it used to be. Um is that now if they can find a good TV deal or a good app deal where they can be easily seen on streaming services other than Fight TV every every week. Cuz they're on ASX, AXS now. Um but I, I even tried on demand. It doesn't pop right up. And uh, they have it on Pluto TV, but it's a channel. You can't just go and find it. You have to watch it on fight. So if they had a, a like a Hulu deal or something, I think it would really push them to the viewership that they that they uh, that they need to I agree. feel like they're like on par with AEW and them again. Yeah, I, I agree. And it, it'll be it's gonna be tough for them just because it almost always is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now would probably be a good time for now is definitely a good time for them to get a TV deal and get some more exposure out there. Mm-hmm. I would love if they went to Vice. Yeah, I mean the only the be- only wrestling show Vice shows, I mean the only um the only yeah, the only wrestling show Vice really does now is MLW. And that's not even that's only like the yeah, big yeah, events. Yeah. That's not mm-hmm. even a weekly, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I think if Impact was to get a Vice deal, that'd be straight. And because Vice has Hulu and you can they do all their dark sides on Hulu. So if, if Impact was to get a Vice deal, they could get a Hulu deal and be on TV every week when they drop episodes. What if they go to sci-fi? I thought about sci-fi too. I mean, I just because too. just because it's been a while since sci-fi has had anything wrestling. Like, 
and, and you know they still want some type of wrestling because they just did w they just uh hosted wwe for i think like what two weeks they just hosted raw because of the olympics oh i didn't know that either they just hosted them or they're gonna host them for the olympics but they're doing it for two weeks got you so you could tell they still want wrestling but you know they're not competing with usa and tbs right right right. they're not doing a big thing they just want something they might just want something small yeah so impact would be a good thing for them i like it i like impact on sci-fi it'll kind of give it the vibes of when impact was on spike yeah yeah that's what i was thinking which were the best days. Yeah. But yeah, all, all around, good news from Impact, Lance Storm, Macrodonna, the Bullet Club has arrived. And mm-hmm. I think they're having like a Ring of Honor and like TNA uh, showdown too as well in No Surrender. They're having like a team versus team thing, I heard. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think that they booked that officially, but I think that's something that is in the works. Okay. Or, or even if they have booked it officially, but I, I didn't see it, but who knows? But that would be good too. Yeah. Um, so that's everything I have as far as uh, impact goes. So I'm gonna jump us over to AEW, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you have anything exciting. But I only have like a couple things. So uh, they had a, they had the uh, what is it? The FTW title match with uh, Jay Lethal and Ricky Starks. And again, Ricky Starks. I've said it a bunch of times. I'm gonna say it again. This dude can go. No, listen. He was very impressive. Yeah, he can go. And some of the spots they did in that match, like it, it wasn't as spot heavy as the. Sammy and Cody match, but they had some spots in there where Starks was looking good and Jay Lethal was leading. Like you could tell Jay Lethal, uh, Jay Lethal was leading the match. He was calling it, but Starks was doing good. Starks was hanging in there and he did great. I like that yeah. spot that that spot they did at the end with um, he went to go for lethal injection, mm-hmm. and Starks caught him and did his move and flipped him right over i was that i wasn't expecting at least i wasn't expecting starks to do it the way he did it yeah i thought it was almost the shoe in that uh lethal was gonna win and then the stuff with hobbs and the stuff with uh dante martin does dante martin is a Dwayne martin is dante dante, dante yeah dante, dante martin. martin yeah trying to make sure i get it right i've gotten it wrong on other shows uh hmm. dante the dante martin save and then yeah, I, was, I just it, it was so back and forth that even when there was interference, it still kind of evened itself out, and mm-hmm. it in in a way, Stark still won clean, and it was like, man, like they did the damn thing. Yeah, and Dante Martin was another one. Yo, that kid has got fucking bunnies. Mm-hmm. Like he he might be up there with Montez when it comes to you know who got the yeah. best hops. Like he's up there with Montez and Ricochet. Hops. He's yeah. up there with Montez and Ricochet for sure. Yeah, that that jumping ability is next level. Dante like, got mad hops. They look like he had a like he looked like he had a jetpack strapped to his back when he went up in the air. Mm. He can dunk the ball. Yeah, he he can dunk. Yeah, but yeah, he uh, had mad hops, and it was it was very impressive, very impressive. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, part of me is upset that Lethal didn't win, not because of. Uh, not because of lethal, but because I, I kind of 
I ain't gonna lie, I kind of wanted uh I kind of wanted to see what the FT title FTW title would become if it wasn't on Team Taz. But you know, it is what it is. It's Starks, man. It's Starks time. Yeah, I just I just I want more people to challenge for it. I yeah. want it to be a legitimate title. That's yeah. I, I, I can agree, but you know. It's Stark's time, man. Got to go with it. Got to roll with it. Maybe yeah. now he'll challenge somebody else. Yeah, maybe more and people will challenge him. Shoot. Maybe we won't have to wait until uh until July for the next challenge. Yeah, I just don't want it to feel, you know, like like a lesser title. Yeah, I don't want it we, to. F- I don't want it to be uh, actually unrecognized. You know what I'm we, saying? Yeah, we we've said it on the show before. We don't want it to be like the BMF title in the UFC. Yeah, I I just I just want it to actually be held to the. I want it to be a title. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't want it to be the million dollar title where like it's virtually unimportant. Hmm. I agree. But happy happy about the match. Absolutely, yeah. they tore it down. And then another thing from AEW, Tony Khan, the king of teasers, has he likes to throw out these teasers and these and these spoilers or these predictions or what have you. He said this week, this coming week, there will be a forbidden door arrival in AEW that'll sign with AEW. And this has a lot of speculation and a lot of people scratching their heads. Um, you got people throwing out names such as Jeff Hardy, Johnny Gargano, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross. A lot of people are throwing out names mm-hmm. and they're making their claims and their predictions. So I guess I'm just going to cut through the nitty gritty and ask you, bro, who do you think it's going to be? I'm not sure. I'll be honest. I'm not entirely sure who it could be. I'm really not. Um, I know for a fact that whoever it is, it's going to be a total squash match for <laughs> for uh, Isaiah Cassidy. Mm-hmm. He's he's going down. <laughs> he's yeah. going, he's he's certainly going down. That I can tell you. Um, I can't tell you who it is, but I can tell you Isaiah Cassidy is is uh he's getting fucked up. <laughs> he's, he's getting squashed. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's no hope for my guy Isaiah. It was real nice that they gave him that look, but uh he's 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 definitely going down. Um part of me was thinking Titan, but I just I don't know, man. I feel like he might want too much money. Yeah. Which is reasonable, but at the same time, to an extent, I don't know how much. I don't know how much Titan is 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 really an AEW quality guy, and I I, I hate to say that, but it's only because I believe it. <laughs> like I just yeah no I don't I get find that he fits the atmosphere of of AEW very well. Not so yeah, I'm not, not sure in, that it's not in my book. I'm not sure that it's going to be Titan. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was released that it 
that it might be. Part of me wants it to, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's like you want to say a name, but then the name gets to like the tip of your tongue and you're like, no, I don't know. Yeah, because part of me wanted to say Buddy Murphy, but then I was like, ah, no. He's probably going to be more in Japan than anything else. And I'm trying to think of maybe somebody from ROH, but they've already got the best guy you could get from ROH and Impact. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. It's tough. I mean, and then there's there's, who else? There's certain that could be. I mean, a lot of people are speculating either Jeff or Keith Lee. I don't oh, think no. it's. I don't, I don't think, think Jeff be... is out of his contract. Does, does Jeff get sixty days? I mean, ninety no, I, days. I I would think so. Right. I would so think... I don't think it's Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. I think Jeff's still on the ninety days. So I don't even I don't think, think Bray it... wants to come back yet. Yeah, so no. I'm like, I, I don't think it's Bray. I would say Keith Lee, but Keith Lee is Keith I... Lee just got. He just literally got married. Yeah, like they got so a honeymoon. Like. Yeah, and I and I would have said Keith Lee if I didn't look at Instagram because I seen Damian Priest post the pictures because he was in the wedding. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah. Unless Keith Lee is just doing like you know one of them two day honeymoons, three day honeymoons, and then nah. going right to work. Nah. I know when most people get married, they like to do a week long honeymoon. So I, I yeah. doubt I doubt he's going straight to work. Yeah. I um. Doubt it. So it's literally a toss-up. I I don't think it's Johnny as much as people want to no, say it's Johnny. No, no. I definitely Did, don't think it's He still just had his kid, man. Johnny's yeah. not, Johnny's I don't, I don't not think coming it's back Johnny. anytime soon. Um, uh, maybe Cross? Could it be Scroll? Oh, I, I don't think so, but ooh. Because, I mean, technically, he's somebody released, right? He's a free agent. Well, he he's, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Scroll's doing his thing in Puerto Rico right now. Uh, I, I, I think he's with uh, Carlito's dad's company. Uh, or, or, gotcha. Yeah, I, I think he's in the, the, the Carly promotion. Gotcha. He I think he's with World Wrestling Council. Yeah. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough. I, there's no way to say for sure. I don't even think Bray Wyatt's like ready to come back to wrestling. Yeah. I mean, whoever it is, it's definitely going to be a surprise. Cause normally we can call normally we call it. It's like, all right, it's Ruby or all right, it's going to be Adam or all right, it's going to be Daniel. This is really a tough one because with as many people as they sign that they say are going to be like shocks and forbidden and who else is left? I mean, obviously, we know who else is left, but just given the time, yeah, who who fits the bill at this current time? The specifics are are, are fuzzy as far as the details we know about everyone yeah. who's available. So it's just it's mm-hmm. tough. It's tough because there's not it's not just like it's it's WWE free agents. There's free agents from everywhere right now. Yeah. Because of the ROH thing and just people wanting to come back and I don't know could fucking be X Pac nobody knows it could, be, it could knows. be Savio Vega right could be Savio Vega he's under he's under heavy contract 
mm-hmm. uh, with uh, MLW though. Hey, Savio is like at every event. He don't do shit, but he's at every event. Hey, forbidden door. You never know. <laughs> Hitting motherfuckers with kendo sticks. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. And it, he said it's somebody that's never been there before, and they're gonna be signing their contract on the show so that means it's not anybody from dark so anyone we've seen from dark it's not them mm-hmm. um so i mean it's it's i don't know man i don't know yeah but it's definitely something to keep an eye on for sure he, he's definitely gonna have a lot of eyes on his show this coming a lot Wednesday. a lot of eyes because i'm very curious to see mm-hmm. who he got this time so speaking think- of which, did you did you catch um not that it was an amazing match or anything, but did you catch Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez? Uh that I did not. So their match ended in probably the first DQ in Rampage history, maybe AEW history. Mm-hmm. Uh Martinez hitters straight over the head with the lead pipe. Yeah. And it was interesting to me that they made a point on commentary to say that it could be the first DQ they've ever seen. Because that immediately makes Mercedes like the true badass of AEW. It's like, um, it's like, it's like the thing with uh, Spears being being uh the guy with the chair shot being you know what i mean after that chair shot he was like notor a notorious aw bad guy now that could be the case for mercedes she's the only person to get a dq uh in aw that would make her like officially an og badass and she's yeah go ahead i was gonna say i it might be, I think the only other, it might be the first one in Rampage, but I think there's been maybe one DQ, and that was Pac versus Orange Cassidy when uh, when Kenny came out. But then again, that's not an actual, like, that's just an interference DQ. Yeah, That's not two people in the match, one of them people intentionally get disqualified. Right. So it might be the first kind of DQ for that. Just in general. Yeah. But it's the definitely first, like blatant DQ. It's definitely got to be the first DQ in Rampage. So very cool. I'm hoping that um, the the story is that Britt Baker brought her. Yeah. Britt Baker bought her there to take out uh, Thunder Rosa. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, where they go from here. But I'm glad she's getting such a great storyline right off the bat. It's something where it's not her getting in the title scene immediately, but it's her associating with um, really good names that could lead to a possible title shot. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I'm happy for, I'm happy for her getting uh, the time that she needs and being somewhere where they can appreciate what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad to see that she's actually thriving somewhere and doing something good. Yeah, man. 
because yeah. I was I listened to her interview with Renee and it, it, she's she's very transparent about bullshit when she sees it. Mm-hmm. Like she's no dummy, and she knows she doesn't have too long, but she still wants to be held to the level that she is for who she is. So mm-hmm. I'm happy she's somewhere where she can do that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. What else? What else do we have? Um. I think that's everything Mercedes. I got for AEW. We'll see if you yeah. got. See if you got anything else. Um, I think Mercedes was my biggest thing. Oh, Daniel approaching. What do you think about Daniel approaching? Um, uh, Moxley. Moxley after the fight. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's gonna lead to something. Um, they'll wind up. Those two will wind up ha- having a match because they enjoyed working with each other and in and that other company. You know, uh, yeah, that company we don't we don't talk about while we talk about AEW. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I they enjoyed working with each other over there. They did decent enough stuff over there. So seeing them actually be able to put their own match together in AEW mm-hmm. to a degree, I think that'll be pretty exciting because you know Moxie likes doing crazy stuff, and uh, Danielson's gonna just try to do as much crazy as he can get. Mm-hmm. So I'm here for it. In a yeah. perfect world, I would like a title attached to it, but you know, hey, do you we, think they would actually team though? You think they would actually make a faction? I feel like their characters are very different, but it's mm, it might not be. It kinda, might not be impossible. I don't say I don't think it's impossible, but I think it's highly improbable. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. I don't I don't see it happening. I I think they'd be better. I think they would make more compelling storyline stuff against each other than they would with each other. Gotcha. That's just my opinion. No, I feel you. I feel you. I mean, their characters are, I mean, them as people, I feel like, I can't even say that. Like, I can't even say that. Listen, on a real level, after you get past the Brian that he used to be, this mm-hmm. new Brian is kind of also very much a Moxley type character where he just yeah. doesn't care. He just yeah, wants he, to go Moxley-esque. out there and hurt somebody. You know what yeah, I mean? Get your so, fucking head kicked in. So, like. I don't know, man. I could see that I could see it very much working out, but I could also see it being like a very crazy, you know, uh, uh, super brawl between the two of them. Yeah. So you never know. But yeah, I think that's all I got for AEW was just those two things because uh, I think they're whatever's coming with that is going to be big. Um, did you have any feelings about MJF beating CM Punk? Um, not really. Just because MJF needed it, and Punk needed it. Like, as much as we were glad to see Punk come back, mm-hmm. you knew he had to take an L at some point. Mm-hmm. And MJF needed the he needed the win. He he desperately needed the win, even though he hasn't been on the winning side a bunch. And his character work has been great. He needed a win that made you realize, okay, this is MJF. This is what the hell he's here to do. 
Yeah. And it, him beating Punk kind of shoots him up the ladder a little bit as far as a world title goes. Yeah. And I feel like it doesn't it doesn't really hurt Punk to lose no. to MJF. And for that to be his first loss means a lot to MJF. He's really becoming a legend killer mm-hmm. uh, in a sense. So I think it's it's good that he won. It's good that he beat Jericho, even though they, you know, kind of fluffed that up at the end there. Yeah. So I I'm with it. Yeah. Um so that would be everything on the AEW docket, correct? Yeah, I think we're I think we're down to um the big boy or the former big boy. Yeah. Uh so with that being said, we're going to jump into the world of WWE. Mm. And we have a pick from the Women's Royal Rumble winner on who she will be challenging at WrestleMania. And Stevie Jobber, I owe you a sprite because you called this one. Ronda will be fighting Charlotte at WrestleMania. Yes, she will. Um... Again, that promo, bro, I don't know what it was when Ronda cut that promo on SmackDown. It was like it was flat to me. I'll go back and listen to it. I I wasn't a fan of it. I mean, Charlotte kind of kind of won, at least as far as the first promo battle went. But I mean, well, that's not a surprise. At the, yeah, at the same time, it's not like it's not like Ronda is doing a ton of reps in the performance center and getting her promo game up. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I mean, maybe she is, but she it's is certainly not. To, it's certainly it's certainly not to the level that. Um, it's certainly not to the level that everyone else has had. You know what I mean? You, you could the tell she has time that everyone has had. So you, you, you have to give it. You have to take it with a grain of salt, honestly, because um, it's going to take time. It's going to take time for her to get good at this. You used to be good at it in the UFC. Why can't you be good at it now? Because now they hand you a script. It's not like Mm. they just tell Ronda to go out there and talk. You know what I mean? So it's not going to be as fluent as it's it's a bunch of writers trying to tell Rhonda how Rhonda sounds and yeah. what Rhonda would say in this situation. And she's not really used to that. So it, for her, for her, it's going to be a learning curve. So some of the stuff um, that she's saying might sound like it was supposed to sound great, but she's not really at a place where she can give it uh the credit that it uh, well the delivery that it should be it should be held with mm. we, we it's it's gonna take time it's gonna take time so she's not gonna win a lot of promo battles but i don't even i don't fault her for that i fault them for not giving her a mouthpiece if they were smart after the first ronda run they'd have been like hey we're gonna put you with somebody so that you don't have to talk or that you don't have to say as much. You know what I mean? Because in in reality, how great did it take Roman, 
how long did it take Roman to be great at promos? Fair point. You know what I mean? So, and the problem wasn't that what Roman was saying wasn't great. The, the problem was it just didn't sound great the way he delivered it. See, this, this is where this is where I stand on my belief with certain people. If what you're giving them doesn't sound right coming out of their mouth, why don't you try letting them do just do it naturally? That's, That's not like, what they do, man. That's not there, what they do. There's certain people that you just let them do it naturally, and it, and it works. Brock is doing shit naturally right now. Randy does shit naturally now. Riddle, I'm pretty sure, does stuff naturally. I mean, I mean it's not like, for me to say. If I was booking it, I would have been gave her a mouthpiece. I'd have been like, listen, you're not coming back without a mouthpiece. Like, yeah, like I'd have made Shayna her here. mouthpiece because Shayna's not um, amazing on a microphone, but she's way better than Rhonda is. Mm-hmm. Um, even with Rhonda cutting promos as a, as a heel. So yeah. I, I'd have stuck her with Shayna and made Shayna her mouthpiece. Um, but like I said, it's it's not for me to do, it's not for me to say, but it's it's gonna take time for her to get where she needs to get. And she's going up against Charlotte Flair, who is no slouch on a microphone. So no, you can't not at all. I mean, by comparison, it's kind of unfair, right? In yeah. ring, it's it's even, but on the mic, it's it's very it's a very difficult thing to sell that mm-hmm. Ronda's gonna be able to talk as good as Charlotte uh with a script. So I I would have stuck her with, with Shayna and somebody that could talk like Rhonda, uh, but deliver it with a script. Mm-hmm. So she needs her Paul Heyman. That's all. Yeah. So once she need, once she has her Paul Heyman, she'll be a regular Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what we're going for, right? I, I mean, I, I guess that's what we're aiming for. Um. So, yeah, I, I guess that's what we're aiming for. Uh, I'm still, I'm still lost on the Ronda stuff, but we're gonna talk about Ronda one of these days. And- we will, we will absolutely be talking about Ronda soon. Um, but to dive into something else, we had another release. If we can even call it a release, because Yo. now, ooh, this is this is this is the rant time. Because now Shane McMahon, yes, yeah, Shane McMahon ooh. has been let go by the WWE. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just let you take the reins on this. So, guys. Locker room morale is way down. And this is not a coincidence. (laughs) The rumble sucked. And this is not a coincidence. Uh, Nobody felt like they got their spot. Kofi didn't even get his spot this one year that someone else produced the rumble other than the regular person that produces it. And this is not a coincidence. So Shane McMahon comes back for a day and 
tries to book the entire rumble around himself. Um, openly puts down uh, producer Jamie Noble, which why? <laughs> you know what I mean, poor Jamie Noble. Like, what did he ever do? Uh, besides be great in a pair of shorts. Um, he he puts he he tries to book the rumble around himself. He doesn't really give too many people their spots. He makes it to the final four for whatever reason. Uh, gets eliminated. And then shocker, everybody's pissed about how the rumble went and how boring it was. Not to mention the screaming match that got in that everyone got in backstage because of how he wanted to book it. Yes. And just bury everybody else, thinking that that was just going to be okay. And you know what? It's funny because it's honestly the tale of two sons rather than just the fuck up of Shane McMahon. Um, because Shane ruined the Rumble, yes, but he should have never been producing the Rumble. You know who yes. produces the Rumble every year that makes it? Uh, well, I mean, I, I won't say as, as good as it is, but I'll say <laughs> that I, but you, I will say the man that's making sure everybody gets their spots that's turning chicken shit into chicken salad every year is Ben Hunter. Triple H produces the Royal Rumbles every year for the men. And that's why it was terrible. I got to interject. It's not just Hunter. It's, it's, okay. it's usually Hunter and Bruce Pritchard, but even Bruce Pritchard was mad at this year's Rumble. So that, that, that was my one interjection. Yeah. Well, well Triple H and Bruce Pritchard, produced the Royal Rumble. So the one year they let Shane do it, he fucks everything up and puts himself over and nobody really gets their spot. Uh, especially Kofi, who's guaranteed a spot every year and they messed up his spot. Um, so it's just, it's, just uh, it's, it's not a coincidence and they had to fire him and I'm glad they did. Uh, Shane didn't have to come back. He was a surprise we didn't need to see. Yeah. I, I that I agree with a hundred percent. We as much as nice as it is to hear, here comes the money. We didn't need that in the rumble. We didn't. We didn't. And it wouldn't have been so bad if it didn't seem like we were gonna get so much more. Yeah. And I can't help but think that we would have gotten so much more if Hunter was there and Hunter had helped with anything. Because I feel like Hunter would have capitalized on the uh, the hype of Mickey James and created a situation where we would have gotten more indie people and everything that everybody wanted to see probably would have happened because Hunter has the mindset and the capabilities to put those things in place where, you know what I mean, he could have got some good guys that wouldn't cause any trouble that he could trust to be in the rumble, to get a nice spot, but not ruin what the rumble is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's hard but, because I was going to say to me, Hunter as business driven as he is, he still to a degree thinks like a fan. Mm-hmm. 
because he is a fan. Mm-hmm. It's like John. John is much of a superstar that he is in the business. John's still a fan of the business. Mm-hmm. He has no problem talking about any company, where wherever, Impact, AEW. He has no problem saying that he, if he doesn't watch their product, if he does, if he glances at it, John doesn't care. He He's just a fan of the business. Yeah. And hey. Hunter is a fan of the business. So Hunter still thinks with that aspect of, I'm a fan, what do I want to see? Or what should I want to see? Or what do the other fans want to see? He still thinks like that. Shane I feel like doesn't. Yeah. I feel like Hunter would have he would have had at least two NXT surprises and he would have given you one other guy from Impact. I feel like he would have given you Moose. Agreed. And he would have given you Tommaso and maybe Braun Breaker. Uh, only because yeah. I feel like he would have gave you Tommaso because Tommaso, because it might be one of the last times we see Tommaso. So why not? Um, I feel like he'd have given you Braun because that's Vince's guy and he's supposed to be the future of NXT. So mm-hmm. he probably would have given you Braun to see how the pop is next to some other guys. I think he would have given you Moose and I think he would have had Moose in the final five or the final four or yeah, like that final five right before Brock comes out. Yeah, I could see that. But maybe, maybe even final six. The, because of the promo he cut, I feel like they'd have put Moose in there with somebody that he promoted about. Mm-hmm. So I think he would have been in there uh, and be like the first person eliminated by Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wouldn't have interrupted from what the rest of the Rumble was. Yeah. And, and, and I think I, I feel but, like he would have came up with a better Kofi spot that wouldn't have ended so quickly and abruptly. Yeah. But yeah, what were you gonna say? No, I honestly I actually forgot what I was gonna say. I, <laughs> My bad. I, I it's good. I had a brain fart for a second. It happens. Um, no, but I agree with you. And oh, that's what it was. I don't think Bad Bunny would have came back either. I mean, no, but no, I mean, just because, you know, you usually have legends in there, too. That's true. I think he would have brought in a legend or two and Bad Bunny would have had it been axed. I mean, not to say Bad Bunny did bad. Bad Bunny actually did good. But I I wouldn't have. I don't think he would have brought Bunny back just for the Rumble. And you know what? Listen, not to pull our chain, but I feel like we could have booked the Rumble better the way that it was advertised. Like, yes. I feel like the biggest problem for me was that they set up a bunch of things that never paid off. Like, you had the Ray and Dom thing where they were jokingly talking about throwing each other over, and there was already tease of a breakup, and we had, we didn't even get to see them interact with each other in the Rumble. Yeah. We had... um Damian Priest come out, do a good showing, but he didn't even make it to Bad Bunny. And I'm like, yeah. it's cool that Ray and Bad Bunny got to interact on that on that level, but mm-hmm. it still kind of would have been cool to see the guy he was, you know, buddy-buddy with when he was here 
be in the ring when he came in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was weird that they didn't capitalize on that or and then you the, had, or the Dominic I, thing. I was going to say, and then you had names in the Rumble that didn't even need to be there. Ridge Holland didn't need to be in the Rumble. At all. And, and he got tossed out. This is another thing. Like, if I'm booking, if you're going to have him get tossed out right as Sheamus is coming down, mm-hmm. have Sheamus help him. Yeah. <laughs> like, Boogs common sense would have told you, like, yeah, and Boogs was in there doing way too much of a spot. Like, how many spots did he get? And then Happy Corbin and them got they big-ass spot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I get it was for the Drew McIntyre comeback, but that was like a long amount of time that they was just running wild on people. Like, but you can have boobs in there without Nakamura. Yeah, you like, can have, like come on, you can man. have like, boobs none of in the there stuff over is, Nakamura. Doesn't none of this sense. stuff makes any sense. Like, you didn't capitalize on anything. You could have capitalized in this Rumble. It doesn't make sense. But that's why I was saying this is this is the the problem with not having Triple H to. Uh, help book some of these spots so everybody gets a moment. It felt like yeah. it was just rushed to the ending. Uh, so you you said it felt like a rush to the ending. Mm-hmm. That that's gonna segment. That's gonna segue right into the next topic. Um, we have something that comes with good news, but it comes with bad news. Mm-hmm. So at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, we are getting Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Now, hear me out. It's bad because it's Roman Reigns versus Goldberg for the championship. It's good because this is Goldberg's last match on his contract supposedly that is the only reason this is good to me i'm not gonna watch this match i i don't care for this match but the only thing i care for is that after this no more goldberg contract that is like my only saving grace for this match Hey, man, like, once it's over, it's over. And I feel like uh, nobody's going to watch it. So, fine. I mean, have your fun. Whenever these Saudi events come around, my general general feeling is I'm just going to, turn away until they do what they got to do like like, (laughs) i I feel like uh i feel like somebody like uh um outside the door when like a uh um uh uh an illegal transaction is taking place (laughs) i'm just I'm just gonna pretend I don't see anything until it's over. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll be here when this is done. I'm not gonna pay any attention to it while it's uh while it's outside my door. Mm-hmm. So I mean they do what they gotta do to get their money and 
I'll uh, I'll just be waiting until Mania because they've ruined the Elimination Chamber for me. Why by putting it in Saudi? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, since not that it was going to be great anyway, but yeah, by putting it in. I mean, you say they ruined it. If they ruined the chamber, not going to say I agree with you or disagree with you, but I'm just going to rattle off the uh, elimination chamber match that they have scheduled for this event. Mm. Um, So for the WWE Championship, it's going to be the champ, Bobby Lashley, Mm -hmm. Austin Theory. Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Riddle, and the Royal Rumble winner himself, Brock Lesnar. Um, on paper, not a bad-looking chamber match. But considering Bobby just won the title... Brock just won the Rumble. It's um, and it's taking place in Saudi Arabia. I sense some fuckery going on. What do you mean? I I I sense I sense the Saudi prince playing some fuckery with us since he normally gets what he wants. And I see this going in Brock's favor. Really? Uh, sort of, kind of. I don't want it to, but I, I just have that strange feeling in my gut. I mean, you could be right. And, I wouldn't put it I, past him. And I think they really make it a championship versus championship match at Mania. And you know what they haven't they have been saying there is no plans for the WWE title this year. So they very much could just be making that the plan. Yeah, making him win it at Saudi and I mean, isn't that just a normal Vince move though? When in doubt, go with Brock. Yeah, but and and I mean I'm not opposed to that. Like sometimes the presence of Brock Lesnar is a good thing, but what I'm upset about is that you don't have anything for the WWE title. So you're just going to throw it on a title versus title fight. Like that's what I'm upset about because it's almost like, lazy right like it's such a lazy thing to do like so because you don't have anything for this belt for this title you're just gonna decide to throw it in another match to unless your plan is to unify the titles this is just lazy it's lazy and it's disrespectful to the wwe title that you don't have anything to do with it for it, so you're just throwing it in another title match. It's dis- much. it's disrespectful. Pretty much. So I hope it's not the case. I hope they're planning to unify the titles, and that's why this is happening. Because otherwise, this Even is that, just lazy and disrespectful. And I disagree with that too. Yeah, you're right. I disagree with that as well. 
even if that is the case. So I, I mean, I don't know, man. They do what they want at this point. I, I don't agree with anything they've done in months, so I just kind of go with it now. Facts. I mean, it's just kind of it is what it is. Like, it's a good thing other companies like AEW and MLW and GCW yeah, are doing man. some good things and Impact too. Yeah, and and it's it shows, man. Like, I I hate the I hate to keep beating them down. I don't want to be the I want to stop being the the beat the beat WWE down guys, but it it's so much. They just easier. make it easy. Yeah, it's so much easier to watch AEW than it is to watch WWE. Like it's just it's just harder. Like, like when's, <laughs> when, when's the last time you've actually sat down, watched the an entire episode of Raw or SmackDown? And not felt like just burned out or tired of watching it within the first hour. Or just annoyed. Like just annoyed. Like like you like you just watch it and you're like, no. Yeah, it's 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 I'm just asking myself what's going on and why am I watching this? But I will be thoroughly entertained an entire AEW show, even if I really don't care about the match. Like, really yeah. like it's just they're just it's entertaining. Just, it works. It They're works. just entertaining. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I feel like it's it shouldn't be this hard. If if that makes sense. Like it yeah. shouldn't be this hard to make a good match. It just shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this hard to make an entertaining product that makes some sort of sense. So agreed. I, I hope they figure it out. Um, well, so you're not going to be watching the chamber this year, right? Uh, that would be a negative. I'm happy for the people that are getting their their thing, though. I mean, like Goldberg gets his last match. That's cool. I mean, <laughs> Lita gets to, Lita gets to have a championship match. That's cool. Lita Lita's actually making history with this one because she she is going to have. Um, the longest gap in between title matches. I think she's at like, I think it's 15 years, if I'm not mistaken, Mm. because her last one was in 06 against Mickey James. So I want to say, yeah, it's like 15 years. So, I mean, very cool. Again, like I won't be seeing it, but it's very cool. Like I watched, I watched the replays of that match. I'll yeah, I watched the replays. I mean, uh, but uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Morally, I, ju- I just can't do it. And Austin Theory's in the chamber with some elite company too. Yeah, but I'm. I'm hey, I, I know, I, man. Like I like I know, Austin. I know, I know he. I know he's only there for one reason because Kevin doesn't do the Saudi shows. But it's still nice to see Theory amongst some elite company. I mean, I don't know, man. I, just, I don't know. If we if we remember indie Theory. Yeah, that's then, what it is. Then, I just, then, I just then, it's a, then it's a good thing. I if hate we, if we sh- if we think of it as indie theory. I hate the sugar baby thing that they that they're doing right now. Yeah, but I yeah I mean as as an individual, happy for him, but it I just I hate everything going on. <laughs> right hey, now. hey, 
it's, it's kind of hard for people, but that's why we're here. We have to try to find uh, the chicken salad amongst all the chicken shit. Man, using Brock Lesnar references. I over just here. wish it. I just wish it wasn't us liking people instead of liking the show. You know what I mean? I would love to feel like it's just good, uh, good story and and good company and great matches rather than rather than us just watching because there's certain people we like that we just are happy for. Yeah. I don't know. But that is all the news that we have for you guys this week. And so um, now everything will be better if we just believe. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> and, and if we eat our vitamins and say our prayers. Yep. Believe in the power of positivity, everybody. Let's end happy. Exactly. We're going to end happy. So we're going to end happy with these shout outs right here to show some love to some good people. Who's kicking these shout outs off first? Is it you or is it me? Oh, man, I'll knock them out. I'll knock them out. Mine are pretty right, easy. You, you go first. Uh, first and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming needs. Uh, Two-time local video game shop winners for uh, 2021 and 2022. Uh, go check them out. They have everything from Atari, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, DSs, PlayStation, all the way up to PlayStation 4 xboxes just anything all your retro gaming needs and some current games too uh go check them out follow them on facebook follow them on instagram uh all your retro gaming needs i want to give a shout out to uh gsw pro wrestling i want to give a shout out to the ringside mayhem podcast and i want to give a shout out to the apron bump podcast and that will do it for me I was not eating <laughs> um, my shout outs. So I got a couple shout outs as usual. I'm going to shout out the wrestling fanatics. You got AJ, you got Fritzy, you got D, you got Fetz, you got Joey Reckless. You guys can check them out on YouTube. You can check them out on IG. Always great supporters of the show. So we got to shout them out. Uh, Arcade Pop, you can check him out on YouTube as well. We got the Dirty Heels podcast. And then we got All About Wrestling podcast with Bobby Rassels. Definitely need to check them out if you haven't. And I got a couple new shout outs as well. First of which is a Twitch shout out from uh, mm. official DJ Blade. If you guys like good music and dope times, you definitely need to check him out because that's all you're going to get over there. Friend of the show, been shouting us out, showing us some love. So we're going to show some love back. Go check him out on Twitch, official DJ Blade. Uh, and I'm going to shout out Lex's dude as well. He's been showing us some love over there on YouTube. Got us some great subscribers, so we got to show him some love. If you want to have some dope content that you can view, you can go check him out as well. And uh, those are all my shout outs for this week. All right, man. Looks like we're all wrapped up. 
Yeah, that is the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. As always, you guys know where you can find us. You can check us out on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, you can go to the dangerousjobberswebsite.com, YouTube. Uh, stay up to date on all the dope stuff that we're dropping. And you guys already know how it goes, man. Have a good one. Stay up. Stay blessed. And as always, stay dangerous. Two.